Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello, I am joined by Shona Chambers, a marketing consultant and founder of the Self-Employed Club. Have I said that right? You have. Yay! 10 out of 10. Hello, Shona. Hello, Charlie. Thank you for having me on today. Tell everybody a little bit of background on you. Okay, so I'm a self-employed marketing consultant. Um, I started off working in corporate marketing in 2001 and I've been self-employed since 2011 so I'm well into that uh, working for yourself and helping lots of other small business owners that work for themselves as well. And how did you sort of find that like change of becoming self-employed because I think it's it's such a different thing isn't it and Mm. obviously if you're like leading other self-employed people how I think the first thing is, particularly with reference to marketing, if you are in a big corporate business, then you would have a PR department, you'd have a sponsorship and promotions department, you'd have uh, internal comms, you'd have, um, you know, the people that do the social media and strategy. And when you uh, work for yourself, you realise very quickly that that is you, you are doing all of that. So when people come to me and they're a bit stressed about, you know, marketing their business, It can be about any number of things and sometimes I'm the right person for them and other times I can say actually I'm going to um, put you in touch with this person who specializes in PR or social media um, and you know get them to the right person that they need. Um, Very often people know exactly what they need with marketing but they have got themselves a bit confused they may be trying to do too many things and, and they feel like it's a stressful task Um, And they just need someone to help them untangle, you know, their business a little bit and and just help them to make it manageable, something they can do on a regular basis um, and something that they can achieve consistently with. And then they're, you know, much happier and off they go, really. I think it's one of those things that is quite confusing, isn't it? When you start a business, so I started my first business when I was 21, and there's all these terms that are like thrown around, like marketing, advertising, you know, comms, and I just sort of went along with it. And it was like a good five years into my business when someone said like, what's the difference between marketing and advertising? And I was like, oh, it is a good one. Um, how do people know at the beginning that they need help with marketing? Um, I mean, well, some people maybe don't need help with marketing. I think if you're naturally um, very communications orientated, you love talking to people, um, you may find that that naturally flows into all of the kind of needs for content marketing, which is what we're talking about really when you're talking about small business marketing. So if you're really happy with that, you may just find you're very efficient on Instagram, Facebook, you naturally pick up new tools and you don't feel like you do need somebody else. 
But I think if it isn't your natural skill set, then you can feel quite um, lost in the maze. Um, I mean, things have changed so much in the 20 years I've been working as well, you know, from um, back in the day, people with lots of budget would have put all their money into television. And now it's not like that at all, because televisions change out of hand. You know, it used to be three channels. Now, goodness knows how many channels people have access to. So, of course, um, the, 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 the flight, shall we say, into the online advertising world started a long time ago as well. And now with even those channels kind of um, turning into more and more channels on a daily basis, you know, the people that are actually trying to advertise brands, they've now got a much harder job on their hands. So everything's very different. Because I always, always, like it was my dream to have a TV advert, okay? (laughs) This has been my dream for a long time. And there are some other companies that are similar to my to phonics with robot reg who had tv adverts and so wow. it was always my goal to have tv adverts but now nobody watches tv adverts as soon as i mean you would just fast forward through them but if you didn't have that choice to fast forward mm-hmm. you would just look at your phone a tv advert yeah. now is a tiktok is an instagram reel is um you know a facebook ad or whatever isn't it it's it's changed completely Yes, you're right. I mean, yeah, TV used to be the holy grail. I think the thing is, if you can, I think for small business owners, if you could get onto a program where you're being interviewed as an expert on something, that could really blow up your business. So if you were to get onto BBC Breakfast or one of the other uh, morning programs and you're being interviewed about a topic or you're adding relevance to a current issue, that could really help you. But I think nowadays we're all about the authentic and we don't want those Uh, very um, presented messages where someone's talking at us we want to feel like we're part of the conversation Mm -hmm. and social media is great for that because we can we can bring people into things you know Instagram lives Facebook lives um, even just the posts that we make it's all about creating a two-way dialogue with people nowadays Mm, totally and so if I was just starting a business right now and I was like Shona I need your help what would be what would be your top five tips or you can give me three or you can just say that's too hard to answer (laughs) okay top five so first of all you need to understand your audience in a lot of detail whatever you're going to do whatever your business is you need to know exactly who you're trying to reach through what you're selling to people Um, so put as much effort as possible into understanding who that is Um, So, you know, depending on your field, that could be posting on Facebook groups, doing research, asking people to fill in a survey. So you've got all of that rich data from people that you're actually trying to work with. Um, So once you understand your audience, it's about making sure that the content your marketing um, offers is really clear and obviously aligned to the audience. So every time that person sees you on social media, sees your post, goes onto your website, they immediately have that penny drop, this is for me, you're talking to me moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Because obviously it's a very competitive marketplace and you've got a very short amount of time to get people to actually focus and pay attention to you and what you're doing. And after that, I would say it's making sure that the offers that you have for people are as relevant as possible. And you you need to do your research. So if you're selling to a certain group of people, and you know that budget's an issue, then don't make your price um, premium straight away. You're, you might have to take people on a bit of a journey with you. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can eventually get to that top price, but you, you can't go in there at the, the, the bottom level. 
Um, so making sure your offer, your marketing offer is um, consistent is really important. And I think offers often something that people don't think about in marketing. They're thinking about promotion, but making sure that the actual base um, product or service that you offer suits your customer is really important. Um, after that, I would say it's about keeping in touch with people. So people aren't always ready to buy from you. You may think they are just because they're following you on social media or they're on your newsletter. They're not necessarily in purchase mode. So just keeping with them, keeping producing content um, that is valuable to that audience and that will keep them engaged and interested. And when they finally are ready for you, there you are. They, you were there all along. Um, and then perhaps over time, it's just checking in with people, making sure that you're still delivering the same value that they felt that you were right at the start. So that I think that's five, Charlie. If I, um, well, you know, that's not. That <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm just you. sat here nodding away, but like, yeah. <laughs> so, but now I've got another question. The social media is an absolute blessing, and I always say that. I don't like people who slag it off because I think back in the day, you know, when I started my business, Facebook was around, but I didn't use it because I was mm. a clue what I was doing. But like back in the day before that, they were using like the yellow pages <laughs> get out there. So, you know, social media is a gift that we've been given and I think we should embrace it wholeheartedly. So it is a blessing in a way, but in another way, it can take over your whole life. Like, I feel like I could just sit here all day. You know, I've just started on Clubhouse, absolutely loving it. I've got my Instagram, I've got my TikTok, I've got Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter. How do you not let it take over your life? Um, again, I think it goes back to my point about knowing where your audience is. So um, for, for not all our businesses will be in the same places. So I know I've heard you say that you don't do LinkedIn particularly, mm -hmm. um, but you love TikTok because it plays to your strengths as an entertainer. And I think that's brilliant. You know, um, social media should always complement the people that we are. We shouldn't be fake. We should always be authentic. So if your idea of heaven is spending uh, half an hour a day live talking to your audience, letting them ask you questions, then, you know, you might want to think about which channels will allow you to do that. So obviously, Instagram is a great one for that. Um, Facebook is great for that, too. You can do lives on LinkedIn if that's where your audience is. So I think it's thinking about your particular audience and where they're going to be and what you like too. So for me personally, I love writing as a medium. So um, I write a lot of blogs. Um, I spend quite a lot of time writing posts, you know, designed to engage with people um, because words are important to me. Um, so I think it's really about thinking about what your natural style is as a marketer and which social media platforms are best for you. And I would say probably you want to be on two as a maximum, doing them really well. Um, so it's okay to not rush to be on the latest things. You don't have to be. Um, and if you think you don't like the look of something, you can give it a swerve. You know, it's better not to be somewhere than to do it badly. Mm -hmm. um, I think that having two and doing them really, really well is a really good idea before slotting any more in. That's what I always mm. say, because sometimes I feel that people spread themselves too thinly across yes. all of the platforms. Mm. Um, that is the other thing, you touched on this before. It's 
constantly changing and it's constantly moving forward in terms of marketing. And whilst I totally agree with what you're saying about not spreading yourself too thin, I think there is also a point of you've got to move with the times as well. Yeah. Um, how do you cope with that as sort of like a marketing expert? Because everything is is constantly moving on. Yeah, I think, um, well, from my point of view, it's a little bit different because marketing is my business. So I need to understand what all these new things are. Um, so I think it's important to have a few sources that you really trust for information um, and just pay attention to releases that are coming out. So just for me, I mean, one of the best things I do is follow lots of social media managers on Instagram and other platforms, because as soon as anything changes, they tell us, you know, or you can go direct to the horse's mouth as well. Maybe you want to follow some updates from people like Buffer. You know, they do a podcast. There's so many other uh, podcasts that offer bite-sized information. The Marketing School is another one, um, which is a great one to follow. So that's um, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Um, and they're about five to 10 minutes long. So if anything's changed, you're going to hear about it pretty quickly in there. So it's sort of having a handful of experts that you trust and that, you know, uh, you know, like you would tune into the BBC News, maybe or Sky News to find out what's going on with coronavirus. You know, you might want to have a sort of a handful of trusted experts that you go to on a regular basis for marketing um, and social media updates. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um so obviously marketing is your your passion it's what you love and i always say people always say to me oh charlie you're so confident i can go live like you do you're so confident and i always say to them you're confident in what you love you yes. should you do a tax return i'm not confident <laughs> then <laughs> so what is that for you what part of the business are you less confident in Oh, um, well, you know what, actually, we had a really good live from a lady um, called Yuki, who is uh, her business is Cultivate Sales. And she talked about how to sell without being salesy. Um, and I was lis listening to her thinking, yes, I can tick all these boxes off here. You know, I'm definitely not a person that likes to go in cold to a situation. So it was great because one of her tips was um, the, the best way to do sales, which I know you know all about anyway, is, you know, knowing things about people before you go in a room with them, you, that relationship building side. Mm -hmm. So I suppose, yeah, I'm not really the best in cold uh, situations where I feel like I might say the wrong thing. I'm going to get this wrong. You know, that sets off my spider senses. Um, so I suppose I've overcome that in my life by researching people and things as much as possible. Um, I definitely feel more comfortable when I'm prepared. Yeah. I also think, like, how many times do you buy off a cold, you know, whatever it is going to be? Like, you just don't, do you? People buy from people, and it's that sort of relationship building that yeah. is going get, to get you ahead anyway. I think, I think it's far better to have a few people who you've researched and you've really connected with rather mm. than just going on a broad brush. Like I find this with podcasting because a lot of people message me saying, can I be on your podcast? And I might have never heard of them, never seen them. And it's obviously a very generic email that they're just sending out to everybody. And then mm. I get the odd person who's like, hi, Charlie, I listen to your podcast every week. I absolutely love it. I love this episode where this happened and that happened. And oh, this made me laugh. 
I would love it if you would consider me on your podcast and this is what I could talk about. You know, you're far more likely to go, well, yeah, that's brilliant. Even though, you know, they might have just listened to two, picked some things out that they could email, but at least they've made the effort. And that's yeah. what I always try and do. Hmm. And when you're like, with anything really, press releases, trying to build connections with the journalists. I always try and go in there with like an angle that I know who they are and what they do. Um, so yeah, I agree. Building relationships is absolutely key um, along the way. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because actually when you break down, I think sales and marketing go hand in hand you can't have one without the other because marketing mm -hmm. is the first step of the sales process but when you break it down like you say this lady did it's really just common sense isn't it selling it's just building those relationships it's just understanding the person listening to the person it's building a relationship the same way that you would if your child started school and you wanted to make some new friends in the playground. It's exactly the same, but I think it's a bit icky because you're asking for money because you're putting your product or service out there and saying, this is what I'm about. Will you buy it from me? But really the relationship building is no different from just normal life. Absolutely. You're correct. That's so true. I think, um, you know, I always think about with networking, people think networking is hard, but really you, everyone has a network already. You may not think you do, but um, I've seen people saying it, you know, one of the best things you can do as a freelancer when you're getting started is just send out an email to everyone you know, telling them what you're going to do and just saying, you know, um, whether your husband, wife, brother has a requirement for what I'm going to do, please pass me on because everyone is connected. We're all somebody's mother, son, father, you know, and, and we all have people in mind. So this is the other thing about audience building. It's, you know, you don't absolutely have to have um, 100% of your kind of ideal customer following you, because you never know who's listening out on behalf of somebody else as well. Yeah, that's what I think with phonics, like everybody knows a preschooler or a toddler. So just shout about it from the rooftops. And, you know, the more people that know, the better. Absolutely. So tell us a bit about the Self-Employed Club and what you offer. So Self-Employed Club was an in-person networking group until last March, for obvious reasons. So for the last three years, we've been meeting um, in southeast London. Uh, in one location and you know we would be like any other networking group so we'd often have um, speakers coming in to speak about topics of interest to small business owners uh, and then we'd have networking um, and you know it would either be a morning event or we'd start to do evenings and uh, it literally just branched out far and wide um, well we actually went to Catford and uh, West Norwood so we'd gone about two miles in either direction. So we had three locations up and running and then coronavirus hit. So um, at the moment, it's an online only networking association group. And um, the things that I think are great for people to know about are every Sunday, we do the Sunday social on Instagram. So literally anyone can just come in and tell, you know, other self-employed business owners what they're doing at the moment. Um, you can promote your events, you can ask for collaborations, you can shout out other people. So that's every Sunday and it's really popular and it gets a lot of comments by the end of the day. Um, so a bit like your Working Mums Wednesday, it's the same thing, but it's on a post. 
Okay. Um, and we do the same thing on Mondays in the Facebook group. So we have self-promotion Monday. Um, and gradually as things go along, there'll be more events. So, um, you know, the kind of things we would do are uh, talks with experts that, you know, might be on things like selling. It might be on HR. It might be on marketing. Um, you know, it's anything that will help a small business owner. So it's very inclusive. You know, it's not just for women. It's not just for anyone. It's for anyone who defines themselves as being a self-employed person. So you can be just starting out or you can be established. And it's all just about building community, really. And how important do you think networking is in marketing your business? Because when I started out, there was a lot of networking and, you know, we're all passing around our business cards and stuff. But business cards have declined. And I feel like networking, there's a lot going on online. But also now there's Clubhouse and there's other things out there. So how important do you think networking is and in what sort of capacity? I think networking is really, really important. It's um, it's funny because when you think about marketing, it's not always the thing that people immediately think about. But when you're a small business owner, your network is vital. So having those other people that are looking out for opportunities for you and talking about you to their friends, that is absolute gold because word of mouth is the best marketing you can ever get. And you really can't pay people to do it because when they do when you do try and do that if you do it comes across as fake mm -hmm. so you know if someone's telling you about their friend who sells an amazing product like um your lady that sells sue with the spoons you know i love following her on instagram because she she loves what she does and her she's so genuine so i think if anyone was talking about her to another person you know they would be telling you all about her and it would be so genuine whereas if if um you know you were trying to market something that you didn't believe in you you would come across completely different so um building your network is is really important yeah totally um are you on clubhouse i'm not <laughs> is that is that through not wanting to or not having an iphone um both but also i'm i feel like so for me i'm I'm really all about building your own owned platforms as well. So this year, um, so far, I've got goals around my website and my email list. Mm -hmm. So I'm really focusing on those this quarter. Um, I'm quite a believer as well in letting the crowd rush in and then listening to what comes back. So I've got lots of intel on it. And, you know, I'm absolutely sure I will be there. Um, but at the moment, I'm, you know, up to my eyes in... Uh, making sure my SEO is good on my website and my organic traffic's improving um, and you know my 70 blogs are up to date so I'm, I'm kind of back room focused at the moment. You've got enough on your plate without having to I watch have. <laughs> Yeah I do think it it is changing or it will change the way that people network and it's sort of I have found since being on it has opened a lot of doors for me and being on it at the very beginning when there aren't loads and loads of people has enabled me to make connections with some people that I don't think otherwise I would have made connections with uh, but yep. I'm very excited to see where it's going to go um, so yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, early adopter is a great idea. You know, Gary Vee, who I'm sure you follow anyway, he's all about being the first in on platforms. And you're quite right. You know, if you can get your name, like if you could have got at Charlie on Twitter, for example, that is an amazing asset. But, you know, that would have been in like 2009 or something like that. So, you know, but you're right. You know, there's always, however you look at it, there's benefits. There's benefits of being first. And those benefits of holding back and looking at things as well and thinking about, you know, how have other people done this and how can I learn from them? Mm -hmm. So, you know, however you skin it, there's always kind of um, a benefit, I think. Yeah. And this is the problem, I think, of being self-employed, that there's it's, it's almost like your GCSE revision. This is what frustrated me about GCSE revision. It never ended. You never got to the point where you went, and I've done it and I've completed it and there is no more to do. It's just like ongoing and ongoing. There's always more that you can do. And it's about getting your time and thinking, where is this best spent? And I know that there's people on Clubhouse, like really big influential people in the field that I'm in who have carved out a lot of time to go on Clubhouse all day, every day. And it's crazy. <laughs> but, you know that's that's life of a self-employed person trying to figure out what's the best thing for you to focus on at yeah. that one point and I have to admit I'm very what's the word that I'm looking for I'm not very good at focusing on one thing I'm very much like I'm writing a blog post oh and there's a squirrel out of the window where's that going I'll make a cup of tea <laughs> you know I have to really focus in and be like come on Charlie it's just half an hour of writing you can do it have you got any <laughs> advice for that on blogging or focusing either <laughs> no I, it's more focusing on on writing well, I think, you know, there's the, the whole Pareto technique, isn't there, that you, you focus on, you know, what you do for 20% of your time will affect the, you know, 80% of the rest of it or something like that. So it's, you know, it's in thinking cube, about... In that cube and it's got like a, that's what I need. I'm like 20 minutes. No, that, oh. that's the Pomodoro. That's different. Oh, but, that different? You know, it's it's, it's yeah, kind of a bit of both, I suppose. We could try both. But I think, yeah, I mean, setting yourself a time when you're not going to be distracted and you can really focus so it could be working with your body clock and your natural energy would work for you so if you're trying to write a blog at seven o'clock at night and you're getting that kind of squirrely brain that we all get when our brains are thinking oh have I done all the things today that might not work for you but if you're an early riser and you get half an hour before your child wakes up and your brain's nice and fresh and your your energy's good, it could be doing it then is is the best thing for you. Um, and I think so, you yeah. embrace the sort of person you are as well. Like I am that person who gets distracted, but then I think that's probably why I'm so creative because yeah. I've got all these ideas milling around. And whilst I might not be amazing at sitting down and writing a blog for half an hour, I've got other things and I think, Sometimes there's a tendency to focus on what you're not good at rather than what you are good at. It's so true. And actually, um, one, of the mo mo one of the main things I do with people is uh, marketing planning. And it's exactly that. People like us, generally, self-employed people are quite fizzy, quite bubbly, lots and lots of ideas. Ideas are never the problem. It's putting them into an order that actually supports you and enables you to do the ideas because otherwise they just stay ideas. So 
um, I think another thing about this year is that people were like, what's your word of the year? And I think for me, it's considered. So this year I'm being considered about what I do. So I'm not saying yes to everything. Um, I'm really thinking about, um, you know, what do I take on and how does that take me a bit further in the career that I'm in? Um, so I think that's a big part of it, really, just thinking about whether things are for you or against you at the moment and, and not being not feeling like you have to rush into taking on lots of things. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think as an entrepreneur, sometimes with all the ideas, you just want to do them all at once. And and although it doesn't come naturally to me, I am exactly the same as you in terms of having a plan, having a strategy, having a process, because I think that's how you see results. And I think without it, and with the creative mind just going off on one, you know, you'd never get anything done. I'd be constantly starting something, but finishing nothing. Absolutely. I think it's really true. Um, and the other thing I will say is that personally, I believe that all time is important. So it's understanding that um, there are always things we can be doing if we know what the things are and when we can fit them in. So I'm a big believer in having a five minute jobs list. So there's a lot of things you can do in five minutes. One of them is posting on social media and then getting the heck out of there. Um, but, you know, it might be something like tidying your intra inbox. You know, if you have a paper inbox, you know, we most of us have paperwork still. Um, or it might be listening to a short podcast. But if you know what you can fit into five minutes, then you can get a hell of a lot done. Um, whereas jobs like writing a blog, um, putting together a program of events, you know, all the bigger things, you need big blocks of time to commit to for those to work well. Um, so you've kind of got to look at your day and think, where are the big chunks of time that I can commit uninterrupted? And what things am I better off putting on my shortlist? I love that. I love that. I try and focus on one big thing a day, one medium mm. thing a day and one small thing a day. And I think oh. if I tick all three of those off. I can celebrate at the end of the day. That's brilliant. That's a great strategy. Um, so if somebody was starting out writing, writing their marketing strategy right now, what would be your tips for starting that? Because sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming, can't it? Thinking about a new strategy or what, what are your tips around that? Um, well, first of all, as an outsider, if it was me helping somebody, I would look at what they're already doing. So, you know, if somebody was to Google you right now, what would they find? And it's always quite interesting because people will say to me, oh, I've got uh, four social media accounts, a website, uh, you know, this and that. And then I'll invariably find something, some account that they'd forgotten they had. And it's just sitting there cobwebby, dusty. People could have been DMing them there. They wouldn't even know. So it's about culling to start with. It's about saying, right, these are the places I am and this is where I'm not. So I'm going to close that down. I'm going to take it away. Um, and then, you know, you might want to work on your page one Google presence. So when somebody looks you up, what do they see? You know, is it lots of you being interviewed for things? Um, is it your LinkedIn account? Um, is it an article in the local paper that you were in five years ago? So you really might want to work on that as well to make sure that when your clients are looking you up, if you're a business professional, then that's probably more relevant than if you sell a product where people will probably come straight to you and jump on your website. Um, so for all of us, it's important to have a good personal profile, I think, and to keep working on it, um, you know, most days and to try and keep updating that. Um, 
so looking at what's already there as part of a strategy, auditing, deciding what you're going to keep and what you won't. Um, I think, again, thinking about your ideal customer is so important in anything you do. So the more time you put into who you're trying to do the thing you're doing for, the better your product and your business will do. So, you know, you can change that every quarter. You can have different segments that you're working on. Um, so even if you just sell one thing, you're still going to have different audience segments. You're going to have people that are buying from you right now, people who used to buy, but they're lapsed. And then, of course, you've got the new customers that you'd like to attract. So you've got three different strands of people to be thinking about, even just within that one area. So it's thinking about what marketing activity you could do for each one that would help you and also to help them. And then putting that into a plan that has a clear timeline. So I often work with people on 90 day plans because I think it's enough time um, to, to really bed in a program of activity and to see how you've moved the needle from start to finish, whether that's more people following you on social media, more people um, hitting your website, more people buying from you. 90 days is a decent period to be able to evaluate that. I think if you're doing it any less time than that, it can be you can almost get like a false positive and think that things you're doing are helping. But, you know, once you go longer term, then you start to see that maybe they're not the right activities after all. Um, and obviously, as you know, having a start, middle and an end to any kind of goal plan is is really vital as well. Yeah, and that's the thing with marketing. You have to give it some time. Sometimes people say to me, I've done this thing and it hasn't worked yet. And I'm like, well, no, you have to do it consistently for a time <laughs> before you see that. And, and I find that even, you know, people, I'll do something and sort of eight weeks later, somebody will say, oh, I saw you do this thing. But you're right, people aren't always willing to buy, are they? No. And no. don't they have to see you like 22 times or something crazy like <laughs> I think it's yeah I've, I've, I've heard seven myself but you know I'm sure to be honest with you with with the saturation the thing is this is it people often say to me how do I reuse my content and I say well first of all most of what you post people won't have seen in the first place mm. because of the algorithms or they're busy so you know if you think something's great and you want to post it again do it you know maybe not the next day but just you can recycle your content as much as you like. Um, and people come out of the woodwork all the time that you think I've never actually had an interaction with you. And then they suddenly come out and email you and want to be a client. So, you know, it's not always the people liking and commenting on your posts that are going to be your best customers anyway. And this is what I always say. There is someone in your network at the moment thinking about buying from you. They just haven't yet. So, yes. That is so true. I've heard you say that before and I agree. Yeah. So I always end my podcast by asking the same three questions. And I'm so excited to find out your answers to these, Shona, because I literally feel like you're a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first one is a book that you have read that has changed your life or made you think differently about something or just a great book. So the book I'd like to recommend is The Choice by Dr. Edith Iger. And she was a survivor of Auschwitz and she went on to become a very, very successful psychologist. And she's still practicing now. And I believe I'm right in saying she's 93. 
Um, so her book is all about the fact that you can't choose your circumstances, but you can choose how you react to them. And it's a little bit similar to Man's Search for Meaning in that way. Um, but I absolutely love her. She's just amazing. So I think she's just done a podcast with Brene Brown as well. So I'm looking forward to listening to that one. Amazing. See, I knew you'd have a book that I haven't read or even heard of. Um, and number two is, who do you admire? Who inspires you? Yeah, I think one of the people that I admire the most is Martin Lewis, the money saving expert, because he has campaigned tirelessly for years for lots of people. And I think over the last year, particularly, he's been really having his um, he's really been trying to help support the self-employed network as well because obviously a lot of self-employed people have been left out of you know being able to claim um, the the kind of same benefits as people who have uh, an, an employer so Martin is just one of the I think he's just one of the best people around really he's always thinking about how to help others yeah and I always say as well if it comes from a place of helping you'll do well but a quick story about Martin Lewis I was on his program once I um, was at the wedding show and he was trying to find brides who were like not maxing out their credit card to get um to get married had a little chat with him and I was on the telly <gasps> wow that must have been so fun Claim to fame. And my mum absolutely loves Martin Lewis. She loved, like, she hung off his every word, so she was well impressed. Oh, brilliant. Um, and finally, what would you say to a fellow entrepreneur? One piece of advice. Um, I think it would be always be working on your network. So um, whether it's something little you do every day or whether it's um, speaking at events or getting your name in the papers, I think you've always got to be working on that as a, a continuous goal, really. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me, Shona. I've loved Thank chatting you. to you. But tell all the listeners, where can they find you? Okay, so I have a website, shonachambersmarketing.co.uk. Um, I am also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as uh, at Shona Chambers Marketing. So um, you can get me anywhere, really. Fabulous. Thank you so much. That was brilliant. Really hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I also hope that you're part of the Facebook group, the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, because that's where I'm always sharing my hints and tips on how to create more sales. And I have my own members only group where I work with like-minded entrepreneurs to help them to grow and scale and make more sales. So if you would like to work with me further, then please send me an email, charlie at charliedaysales.co.uk or come over and find me on my social medias because I would love to chat to you about how we can work together to increase your sales. Bye for now. I'll see you next time.